So I'm about to record a podcast, right? And here's how we're going to do this podcast today, right? I don't know if this cut is going to be for Patreon or if I'm going to put the whole thing out for the rest of the world. Because, like, usually here's what I do, right? I'll, like, I'll be like, I'm not talking into this microphone into my, into my, yeah, there we go. Let's get them going. Hold on. Hold on. There we go. There we go. That's going to sound better for y'all. But here's the thing, right? I don't know what I'm going to do with this podcast because I don't know what level of filter I'm going to have. And I'm not going to limit myself today. Why? Because I pre-record these shows, so I don't have to. (laughs) But we're going to have a show today, man. We're going to talk about optical illusions uh, and that's going to be like the running theme of the show, right? We're going to get in on a little bit of AOC as a Met Gala. And what about the kids? Then I'm going to talk about, can you clean the kitchen with a garden tool? Is the friend zone a fallacy? And why do you care what I do? And then, we'll pro- then we're going to close it out with this immigration insanity because it is immigration stuff is getting crazy, you know. But before all of that, hey, 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 it's the B baby, and I'm bike. I'm actually I'm back. I ain't bike because I ain't from Florida. I'm from Georgia, the real South. But I'm back, and I got them Bobby Porter size. I got them Sunny Sims Oh, watch out now, watch out now. But anyways, man, so optical illusions, right? Let's talk about an optical illusion. What in the world is an optical illusion? Something that deceives the eye by appearing to be other than it is. And I think we live a life of so many optical illusions. And that's why that's going to be the theme of today's podcast. So often, we think something is something, and it ain't that. So often, we want to make something something, but it ain't that. And so what, like, inspired this this conversation for me is now that Aaliyah's music has been released uh, on streaming platforms, and, I mean, it's two two of her albums, uh, the al- her self-titled album, Aaliyah, and um, what's the other album on there? I don't want to be disrespectful. And One in a Million. Your love is a one in a million. It goes on. Yeah, 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 all of that. But here's the thing, man. I love Aaliyah's music. I think it's absolutely great music. But I could always listen to it growing up. My mama never said, you better not be listening to no damn Aaliyah. You know? But let me put on some gangster rap music, some hardcore rap music. Oh, you need to listen to all that hippity hop, all that MF this, all that GD that. And I go, okay, well, maybe you're right, but do you not hear what's in some of this R&B music? Like when you when you listen to Rock the Boat, work the middle, work the middle, change positions. Now stroke it, baby, stroke it for me. Like she's talking about getting her boat rock. But it was okay because of the presentation. That's why I talk about we live in this world of optical illusions. 
because we care about the presentation, but we really don't care about the content of what's going on, right? So if the presentation is good, if it looks good, it smells good, then by golly, it tastes good. But I beg to differ. I, I'm a content guy, right? I, 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 appearance, I mean, unless you, if you're a woman I'm trying to date, that matters there. <laughs> if you don't look good to me, you probably won't know my name. But that's me. I can be shallow in that place. And maybe I'm missing my blessing because of it. I'll accept that. But we're, we'll get into that a little bit later on the podcast. But see, we live in these optical illusions because we care so much about what things look like on the surface, right? But we're not actually caring about the true substance of what's going on. And I think this is best exhibited by cancel culture. Because if somebody has a bad tweet from, from yesteryear, if somebody is is not as as woke, on a stance as they should be, you know, if they're just a little bit, a little bit, you know, antiquated in their ways of thinking, we go, oh, this person's terrible. Instead of taking the time to getting to know that person, understanding that human being, and maybe providing education for them, you go, oh, nope. <laughs> I seen your tweets. I know what you, I know what you think. I know what you feel. Well, did you ever think about the context of those tweets? Could that tweet have been a joke? Could this person have been like ignorant 17 years ago, seven years ago, seven months ago, but now I've been educated so they're a better person? Optical illusions. So instead what we do now is we don't really speak what we truly feel. We say the things that are okay that we won't get in trouble for. And uh, we think that's what we think that's fine. It's just like the music conversation I was talking about. I couldn't listen to no gangster rap while my mama was around, but she would have no problem with me listening to Aaliyah talking about rocking a boat and work in the middle and changing positions and stroking for her. Really? You want me to stroke for your baby? You know, and again, this is not but not going to Leah. This is not anything towards her because I it, I love the music. I love what it's, I love what she was doing. I mean, hell, she said age ain't nothing but a number, which is not true because age is more than a number. You got to make sure you find that number of consent or you will be uh, R. Kelly and you will be up out of here, you know, but. But I say all that to say that when, when, when sometimes you, you run into these, these lions or these wolves in sheep's clothing, right? And they're optical illusions because they're telling you what you want to hear in a way that you want to hear it. But what they're really about is not what you're about. And you find yourself in these unfortunate predicaments where you've now lashed yourself onto something that you don't even stand for. You've elected a leader that you don't even believe in. Because on the surface, they've given you what, what you want, right? Like we talk about the national leadership and and how they had told us all these things we wanted to hear. And then we find ourselves less than a year in and we're upset because we we didn't receive what we wanted. Why? 
because of optical illusions. Now, the next optical illusion I want to talk about is everybody's favorite New York congresswoman. AOC Alexandria. Dang, I forgot her middle name. AOC Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. There we go. And so. For disclosure, I've been a a supporter of of AOC in the sense that I like that she is a voice of the people, somebody who is obviously younger. She unseated an incumbent. A, a she's trying to bring Washington the the, the hill up to date. Right? I, I I love it. I support it. Like, hey, bro, I get it. Y'all are old, but y'all should have email addresses. Y'all probably should have social media. And I don't really care how you feel about social media, but if you are representing people who interact on social media, you should be aware of those platforms, right? So I don't want people to think that I am like just anti-AOC. But, you know, great movie quote is you either die a hero you live long enough to be to see yourself become the villain. And I think AOC is going to mess around and live long enough to see herself become a villain. One of the reasons why I struggle with pursuing a political career, it's not because I don't want to impact policy because I do. Not because I don't think I have the brain capacity or the knowledge or like the, the, the reach to everyday people and the reach with those who are a bit disenfranchised from everyday people to try to bridge the gap and to create policies that work for people. I truly believe that I'm capable of doing that. Now, do I want to do all the things to get elected? No, you've heard some things I've said on this platform. Um, And do I want to sell my soul in order to keep my job to hopefully provide the perspective that's necessary, but I really can't make all the sweeping changes because I'm worried about making relationships. I'm worried about not pissing people off and I'm worried about getting reelected. And I think that's what's happened to our young AOC, where she came in bright eyed, bushy tailed, ready to change the world. I'm going to go to Congress and change the world. I'm going to be young. I'm going to be left-leaning. I'm going to represent the millennials and Gen Z, and I'm going to put my stamp on the House of Representatives. And then you're at the Met Gala. Now, I've never been to the Met Gala, but what I hear a ticket is $35,000 a pop. So, AOC, as somebody who's from the struggle, who's, who's, who's where the people come from, did you buy that ticket or was it bought for you? If you bought it, Not saying that you can't have money, but for what you stand on, uh, redistribution of wealth, uh, taxing the rich, which we'll get into about your 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 dress, that kind of like conflicts with what you're saying. You know, it's kind of like an optical illusion. You know, 
and, and then if you didn't buy it, it was given to you. Well, who bought it? And what was the price? What the price? You know what I mean? So when when I see this, I go, oh boy. She came to make a statement to the rich people about taxing the rich people in New York where people are taxed to hell. Not to say that it, taxing is fair because I think it's not. I think the rich people could afford to be taxed a little bit more than they are. Um, I also am not mad at you for making a statement in the building in which you made the statement. And but the problem that I have with it is you're in a a liberal echo chamber at the Met Gala. You know, all of you are there with your mask off because you are you are you have been vaccinated as you should be, but you're making the help wear a mask because you know, oh whoa, 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 you gotta wear a mask because no one knows who you are and um yeah, we got to stay safe from COVID. But me, oh, no. They know my face. They got to see my face. That goes into some of this uh, COVID hypocrisy that we see. Like, oh, no, you want to knock people for being places unmasked, but they're unmasked. Not to say that AOC has done that, but I'm saying, like, her, 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 her following, the super liberal people out here, take that up. But then, allegations come out that the, that the designer of your tax-to-rich dress is a rich that's not being taxed or was being taxed but not paying the taxes. Now, you say you stand with the people, but your actions are saying that you are everything that you came here to fight against. You tell me that, you know, when I talk about the people who say they want equality, but they really want superiority, it seems that you've become one of those who want superiority, not equality, because you had an issue with the people in the room, not because they were in the room, but you had an issue because you weren't in the room. That's what I take from it because here, 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 here's what some of the, 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 the hard left likes to do, the super liberals, right? They like to show up around their liberal friends and see who can be the most liberal. But here's the thing. If you actually want to create some change, if you actually want to enact policy, you probably want to hang out with people who think differently from you. And you probably want to look at your super liberal views, look at some super conservative views, then mess those up and find some decently progressive, slightly, you know, some progressive views on some 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 kind of conservative views, some more moderate views. And then that's where you find middle America. But the problem is. The problem is when you have these far, 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 far left individuals who only hang out in these far, 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 far left places, they <laughs> they start to believe that everybody thinks like them. They hang out on social media and thinks that what they see in their algorithm is what's happening in real life, but they, they take their boots off the ground. <laughs> 
because they become above us and they start levitating above us. And instead of telling us, instead of like relaying how we want to live to those who make the decisions or as a decision maker taking in what we want, they tell us what we should do. And all I'm saying is, look, AOC, I think you've done some great stuff, but when I see you at the Met Gala saying tax the rich, I go, well, Bangkok got her. Not to mention, Congress was upset. Apparently, that gift is a bit too much money that's acceptable by Congress. And apparently, you're not supposed to be pushing your agenda in Congress, outside of Congress. Now, I have no issue with that second one. But the issue with the gift and wearing the dress of a rich company of who's not paying taxes, it's like, oh, what are we doing here? Here's the thing, man. Help me help you. Help me help you. Because I believe that politics corrupts us all. And I believe that anybody can be bought at the right price. And here's the thing. If you're for sale, just tell me you're for sale. Just keep it funky with me. Don't be an optical illusion. Let me let me see what I actually see. I want you to be what I see. I don't want to see something and you be something else. And that's what I'm afraid of. So if you're being bought, ALC, I just hope you're being bought for the right cause at the right price. But what about the kids? But what about the kids? But what about the kids? I say what about the kids because, I mean, I see so many people worried about what the kids are going to think about little Nas X. And I think this is only my second time talking about little Nas X on this platform, and, and, and that's on purpose. Um, look here, I'm not a big fan of what he's doing. I think some of the shit he's doing is weird. Weird as hell, if you ask me. Uh, the, the, uh, you, you're acting pregnant. Okay, that's really weird. And you, 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 you're gay and you make out your PDA all the time. Like, hey, gay or straight, I don't really care about your PDA. Um... Uh, <sighs> And then you play the victim of being, oh, my God, I'm being ridiculed for being gay all the time. You people are just like, hey, bro, look here. Here's the thing. Just like, like I say, what, you got you got a First Amendment right. So do I. You have a right to voice something, and I have a right to voice how I feel about it. But here's the thing about Little Nas X, and, and, and here's the thing about Boosie, who, who comments on Little Nas X. Hey, man, why do you care? How does what Little Nas X do affect you? Uh, like, like, why, why, why do you care about, why do you care what I do? Why do you care what I do? Why do you care what I do? What about the kids? So we, 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 
we see these people who are just in a dizzy, a dizzy about what Lil Nas X is doing. And I'm like, why? Why? Tell them that is human nature. Why? Why? Why does he do y'all that way? Why do y'all care so much about what he's doing? I mean, he, he ain't bothering me. He ain't changing the temperature in my room. He ain't putting no food on my table. He's not paying a bill uh, 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 in my account. So I, I don't understand why you care. Now, I can understand why you wouldn't like it. But when you start saying, well, what is about it he's going to do to the kids? Think about the kids' movies we watch, the kids' shows, and all of the adult references in those movies and shows. Think about, oh, we can watch Medea as a family, and that's Tyler Perry dressed up as a woman. We can watch Coming to America with all those curses, and Eddie, Eddie Murphy dressed up as all these different people. We can watch The Clumps, Hercules, 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 and all that's Eddie Murphy, and it's not a problem. Why? Because we like Eddie Murphy. But then when Little Nas X does the same thing or does something similar, it bothers y'all. The problem is he's capitalizing off y'all being bothered by him. Do I think he's weird? Yes. Do I think he's he's doing more damage for these for the LGBTQ plus community than he's doing a uh, uh, help? Yes, because I think he is exploiting who they are in order to keep his name in people's mouths. Pause. Right. I, I that's what I think it is. But my thing is, for you people who are outraged by it, why do y'all give him the time of day? Like, why do y'all give him the time of day? Like, I don't understand why you you, you ain't got to talk about him. You don't. If you don't talk about him, oh, oh, no, you do got to talk about him because he drives a number. He might respond to you because he's so hot. Y'all want to talk about him. So, because you want to talk about him to drive your numbers up, you, you, see, that's where he got you. He got you by your, <laughs> he got you by your balls. <laughs> but it ain't about the kids. And here's the thing about the kids, that the person who does not have kids, I'm going to tell you people how to treat your kids. I love coming on here and doing that, let me tell you. There, there is nothing better than being a person who doesn't have kids to come and tell people with kids what to do. That's a joke, guys. It's a joke. But from my non-kids having point of view, I'm like, don't let your kids watch it. Don't let your kids listen. And if you do, or if they find it, have the conversation. Be ready to talk to your kids about what it is that they've seen. If they're confused, why did this man why is this man pregnant? Because he's a troll. He's trolling. He just wants attention. Because he wants us to listen to his album. So he's going to do things that make us talk, make us uncomfortable. And if what he does makes you uncomfortable, again, I say just block it out of. Figure out what you got going on that that bothers you about something that really doesn't affect you. But let's not make the kids the reason why we're not okay with something. So often we like to say, well, well, what about the kids? The kids, they ain't going to understand this. Well, hold on. Is it the kids' lack of understanding or is it your inability to accept a behavior, accept a lifestyle that's different from yours? 
Because I, I, I lean on it makes you uncomfortable because the kid is probably not even paying attention to all of these little things. Or if they are, they don't really care enough for it to shape how they move, shape how they act. Like, I mean, you don't want your kids consuming something that may be gay or trans, but you'll let your kid uh, uh, watch Paid in Full. you let your kid watch The Wire. you let your kid watch Power, right? So it's okay for your kid to watch things that embrace street life. It's okay for your kid to listen to gangster rap music, right? So they can talk about having sex with the bees and the hoes, right? It's okay for your kid to consume that, but it's not okay for your kid to consume something that's gay or trans. Uh, I, I think that we are exposed to a lot of things, but we're not going to be everything that we're exposed to like i've met people on drugs i'm not on drugs right i i've I've met people with with deep-seated issues that i don't have i've watched movies i mean i I love cop shows but nothing about me wants to be a cop you know like and, and and i agree that we are a product of our environment but we are not everything that we see we're not everything that we do we're a bit more than that. We're our own human beings. So if, if if your child is confronted with something that makes them uncomfortable, well, you try to get rid of that discomfort, or you help the, you help ease them through that that time of discomfort. But if you're uncomfortable by something, don't put it on the kids. Just let us know that you're the one that's uncomfortable. And you know, we were talking about Aaliyah earlier. I'm telling you, boy. We got topics for days. And, and and as I was prepping for this show, I didn't even plan on doing this this, this segment here. I, I, but then I was listening to, I got issues, you got issues. Am I supposed to change? Are you supposed to change? And, and who's supposed to change? Am I supposed to change? Or are you supposed to change? Because so often, you know, I talk to, to men in relationships all the time. I talk to married men. I ask him, like, how do you do it? Why do you do it? What's made yours work? You know, as as a young guy who's not married and just trying to figure a lot of this stuff out, and it's like, I've got issues. You've got issues. Am I supposed to change? Are you supposed to change? And it usually looks like the man is supposed to change. And then I was listening to uh, Joe Button's podcast today, and they were talking about, like, doing, like, like happy wife, happy life. And it's like, yeah, well, that means that I'm supposed to change and you ain't going to change. You know what I mean? I go, hold on. Am I being selfish by saying that I don't want to change? And I'm going to say, and am, I, am, I, am I dismissive of saying, look, you, you ain't supposed to change either. Here's the thing. If I need to change and you need to change, that means we ain't a dollar. That means we ain't whole. Because <laughs> I'm, I, I, I I'm I'm some change. You some change. But we trying to be a dollar. And if we need some more change to make that dollar, that money don't spend. So like 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 and here's the thing, like I ain't gotta be 50 cent, you ain't gotta be 50 cent, right? You might be 25 cent, I might be 75 cent, and that works for us, right? I might be 
40%, you might be 60%. That might work, you know what I'm saying? Or, or I'm 30, you 70, whatever the case be is. But if these two changes can't make a dollar, this change can't make a dollar, then uh, uh, we can't change no more. Ain't no more change. It ain't no more change. So if it ain't no more change, then what we going to do? We going to cancel that bit like Nino, right? Because that that's what's that's what's best for us, right? And and this ain't a full topic. We're gonna we're gonna talk about Brittany Renner. Because for one, for one, I I, I saw some of the stuff she put out, and besides the fact that she is beautiful, I, I thought she had some valid points. And, and, and it's what she was talking about. So let me, let me, no, I don't care about my insights. Let me, let me find this video here. You know, I'm IT, one man band. Let me find this. Where we at? 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 To the housewife. Hold on, hold on. Let's start this back over. You can't turn a hoe into a housewife. Good. Because I'm both. I don't have to choose. I thought you wanted me to be a little <laughs> No? Oh, that's no fun. I'm going to start calling people's opinions of me fan theories. Because that's truly what they are. They are based in nothing but falsehood, projections, and judgment. Not too much creativity put into that. All right, so we're going to pause it here for now. Can you turn a hoe into a housewife? Can you clean the kitchen with a garden tool? What if I told you garden tools don't belong in the kitchen? What if I told you you can have a garden tool to, to work your garden and you can have a nice sponge to clean your kitchen or a good mop or a good broom, right? Two things can be true, and it doesn't mean that they are mutually exclusive. So that's what I want to hit with. Can a can you turn a hole into a housewife? No. What if she or he lives a certain life when they're single versus when they're not? Am I supposed to change? Are you supposed to change? No, no, no. See, that's the thing. We don't always have to change. We don't always have to apply these, 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 these titles, these labels on ourselves. Because you can go and be single and do whatever you want to do. You can be dotting it up. But then the second you find the person you want to be with, you can be like, I'm at home. I'm here. I'm here to make you happy. I'm here to make us happy. I mean, for God's sake. You can be the ass man while you're single, but then the second that's over, you can be the married man. And so often we want to like put people in the boxes, but we don't want to can properly contextualize these optical illusions. I'll be telling you about these optical illusions. Like you, you think just because somebody is having the time of their life while they're single, that means they're going to do that while they're with you. Uh, no, no, 
No. Uh, what if I like you? What if I care about you? What if I enjoy your time, your presence, your company? Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to make decisions that that allow that to happen within the confines of the relationship that we discussed. And, you know, I mean, because every relationship is different. Um, but the fact that we think that you can't turn a hoe in the housewife or all niggas ain't shit is just bullshit. You know what I mean? I think it's bullshit because that is just you projecting your experience because you actually tried to turn into a, turn a hoe into a housewife. See, you can't do that. No, you can't turn a hoe into a housewife. What, what you got to do is you got to be like, can I use this garden tool to work my yard? But do you also have a sponge I can use to wash my dishes? And you'd be like, whoa. I'm not cleaning my kitchen with this garden tool. No, 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 no. I'm working my garden. And I got a great garden, oh man. This garden is good. We got corn. We got some collards in there. We, 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 boy, let me tell you, we got some peppers, some good peppers. So we can make some chow chow. We got some okra. Yeah, fresh fried okra. We got tomatoes, so we're gonna we gonna pull some up while they're green, fried up in green tomatoes, baby. Bread them real good with some cornmeal, salt, pepper, accent, a little garlic powder, a dash of cayenne, you know, over some some Crisco. Yeah, yes, sir. But then some of these tomatoes, we gonna we gonna let them turn good and, and juicy and, and, and red. And we just gonna cut them bad boys up and just salt and pepper them bad boys. We don't even want nothing else. We just salt, pepper, tomatoes, boy. Yes, sir, that's what we want. But the thing is, what we can't do is you can't try to turn that hoe into a housewife. You can't try to you can't try to use that garden tool inside your kitchen because if you use that garden tool in your kitchen, you're gonna test it up. So what we have to do is we have to understand who people are. We have to meet them where they are, and we have to be comfortable if we're going to to, to involve ourselves with somebody, accepting who they are with their flaws. Expect accept the flaws. That's the person you want. That's the person you like, but don't try to turn a hoe into a housewife. Oh no, because I'm telling you, when you bring that hoe into the kitchen, it ain't got no use around here. All you're gonna do is test stuff up. That's all you're gonna do. You're gonna test stuff up like nothing is good. It comes like, have you ever seen somebody put a hoe in the kitchen? A shovel in the kitchen? A rake in the kitchen? No, because they don't belong in the kitchen. You ever seen somebody try to mop the mop mop the grass? You ever seen somebody just take a broom to the garden and just start like, oh boy, we're gonna get we're gonna get these crops right today, boy. Me and this broom. No, you haven't. So don't try to make something that it ain't. Understand the environment in which somebody is in, understand the context in which their decision making is coming from, and then, and then and only then. Do you evaluate what that person is and what that person can be for you? Because I'm telling you, man, you can just because you just, just because you see somebody and you think they just out there tilling the land don't mean they can't come in, clean the kitchen. And I don't mean literally clean the kitchen women. I, I'm just using these, 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 these comparisons, these analogies. Is the friend zone a fallacy? So I was having a conversation this weekend about the friend zone. And I don't really know how it came up. 
just remember we were watching a movie and, and, and then like somebody the friend zone came up and it was like and, and she says there's no such thing as the friend zone. I go bullshit. Bullshit. The friend zone's a real thing. And then the rebuttal was no, because we're either friends or we're not. So that is not some zone that I place you in because I'm not trying to be with you. And I go, so it is the friend zone because we are friends and I'm in that zone. So I'm a friend zone. Yeah. So I'm the friend zone, right? So, but but here, here's what we're doing with that, right? I understood where she was coming from that like friend zone is not like this temporary holding cell, but friend zone is a legitimate place where you are because you are my friend, but I don't see you as a intimate partner. And my rebuttal was, well, see, here's the thing about the friend zone. I think that women, some women put guys in a friend zone because they want to keep them close. They want to keep up the hope. So the guys go there and I, I'm not going to knock a guy for going there, but I'm I'm just going to say don't be there too long unless you truly want to be her lifelong friend. And I said, but, you know, some guys, they wait out the friend zone and then they, you know, they, they, they play the long game and it works out for them. And the response that I got was, oh, that's childish. That's immature. And I go, I mean, everybody's perspective is different. Like sometimes somebody wants you there while they're in a certain situation. And then once that situation is over, they're really, they're ready to elevate you. They just didn't want to elevate you yet. And then the conversation kind of went to like, well, I don't understand why guys initial, initial interactions like, Hey, I want to be sexual with you. And, And my response was, well, you know, when you're an adult, you're my age, I'm almost 30. I have a bunch of friends. Close friends, distant friends, ex-friends, associates, people that I talk to, people that I can go to the bar with, people that I entertain. You know, I I got a lot of people in my life. So I don't necessarily need more people in my life, but I'm not going to turn those new people down. But how does that conversation start? Because likely when it comes to me and and, and the women, right, the women, it's not going to be a... Hey, how you doing, girl? I think you're tr- I think you're average, and you know what? You're not really my speed. A little too much muffin top there. Um, but you want to hang out and get to know each other and be friends. That's not typically how it works. But what I've seen work is. Hey, I'm trying to get to know you, blah, blah, blah. Y'all talk to each other. Y'all catch a decent vibe. But for whatever reason, it never gets past that. And you go, oh, you cool people. So I don't mind kicking it with you. I can kick it with you. Or you meet through a group of friends. And you go, oh, dang, you're pretty cool. Yeah, I, I rock with you, dog. You know what I mean? Yeah, Charlotte, you're pretty cool. You know what I mean? But. Is the friend zone a fallacy? Because we've been talking about these optical illusions this entire podcast, and I'm not going to say that the friend zone itself is an optical illusion, but I think that the persona you take when you're in the friend zone is another optical illusion. Because if you accept the friend zone and you really don't want to be friends with that individual, you are indeed an optical illusion. 
If you're putting that guy in the friend zone just because you want to keep him on deck, you know what I mean? But you, you're you not ready to put him in a batter's box. Then that, that again, is an optical illusion because you're not really friends. You, you're, you, you want to be a step above friends, but you're not actually caring about each other as if you are friends. And here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And I say hold up because the thing is, people will tell you that, oh, my God, you are so misleading. That is messed up. How could you ever do that to your actual friend? Man, a lot of women, a lot of numbers don't. I mean, shit, people do, people going to do stuff that's comfortable for them. Am I supposed to change? Are you supposed to change? Nah, man. We're going to do what's convenient for us when it's convenient for us. And I'm okay with that. But what I would caution people is, is just to understand that, hey, look here. If you get stuck in a friend zone that you don't want to be in, you just let that person know what you're trying to do. Or, hey, if you're trying to put this person in a friend zone or you're just trying to put them on hold, just say what it is. Like, hey, here's what I... Here's what I would like from you, but right now I'm in a place where I can't do that because the last thing you should be doing is faking friendship, and then y'all actually become, like, friends, but it's still a weird friendship because, like, you don't know how to navigate and move and stuff. But to the person who says the friend zone doesn't exist and it's, like, a, a maturity thing, uh, uh, you're wrong. And, and, and I saw this post, and it was similar to this conversation that I was having where it's, like, I wish people would get to know me for who I am instead of what I look like. Well, how in the world do I get to know who you are without knowing what you look like, right? You know, the first thing you see on somebody is their physical appearance. You know, there's this crazy thing that you don't actually get to see their soul. You don't get to see their 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 morals, their values. You don't get to see uh, how they move and all of that stuff before you see what they look like. So for all of you who are just bothered by, oh, my God, somebody's judging me off my looks, I should be judged by more. Well, maybe you should be, but I'm going to see what you look like first. And I'm not going to know who you are or how you act until I get the chance to get to know you. But guess what? I'm not Steve. I'm not Stevie. Stevie Wonder. I'm not Ray. Ray. Um, Dang, Ray Charles. I can see you. I can see clearly now. There's no rain. So I'm going to judge off what I see first. And then I actually get to know you when we take some time. Take some time. Take some time. But we got to be patient for that. And for those of you who want to be judged by the content of your character, but not by the what you look like, you got to wait. You got to be patient. You got to be patient because I'm going to see the color of your skin. I'm going to see the way your eyes look, your hair, your face, your nose, your lips, all of that, your body. I'm seeing all of that before I, before I get to know you. And should I base what I feel about you based off of what I see strictly? Absolutely not. That's shallow. That's terrible. But if you think that I... Am supposed to care about or get to know who you are underneath your clothes, underneath your skin, without actually getting to know you? That's stupid. 
And I don't even like to use stupid on this platform, but it's absolutely stupid to be like, people should get to know me for who I am. Well, how many people are you allowing in? How many people are you letting have a conversation with you? And like when people try to talk to you, are you pushing them away? If so, why? What's your reason? Is it because of their appearance? Because if it's if you're not like, I mean, if you don't know somebody and they want to have a conversation with you, they want to get to know you and figure out if they could be friendly with you just or be friends, you know, and you're judging them off of their appearance and you're not allowing them in, then then you're doing the same thing you don't want people to do to you. But oh shit, here comes an optical illusion. The illusion that you are better than society, that you are one of the few people who who, who are not shallow, who, who who don't care about appearance. You only care about what's inside somebody, but you don't really take the time to get to know what's inside of people because you're never the person who initiates that conversation. Like, oh, let me get to know this person. I didn't even think I was going to go in on that on, on that topic like that. I really didn't. But it was just like, uh, it's just it's just sickening. It's just annoying to be like, uh, I wish people got to know me for who I am. Well, how can I get to know who you am without knowing what you look like? Now, if you don't look nice to me, should that stop you from getting to know you? It depends on what I'm looking for. And that, and if that's what you're bothered by, well, I'm gonna say everybody. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. I ain't gonna say it's right, but am I supposed to change? Are you supposed to change? Okay, let's get into our last optical illusion. Come on, come all to the great United States of America. Yeah, freaking right. So. We've seen that there were thousands of Haitians turned away at the border. They were looked like they was treated like rodeo animals, you know, whipped, tied up, chained, and all of that stuff. Like Jesus Christ, are we bringing back shadow slavery? Um, no. And and the current administration was like, yeah, no, nah, bro, y'all got to get up out of here. We we ain't got no space, bro. Seats taken. And that kind of goes against everything that we thought we'd be receiving because it's like hey if you are coming from a troubled place come to america not with the two we're gonna come to america the first one the 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 the, when eddie murphy was young the five one not to come to america no we don't we don't want to come to that amendment no 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 But here's the the interesting thing about that, right? And where I think people are getting upset for one, you got people like really getting like Look like they're getting whipped like on men and horses like it's 1847. But we've opened up our borders to Afghan refugees, which I have no issue with. But then we see all that's been going on in Haiti as of recently. And it's like, hold on. We can't open our borders to these people. Well, well, why not? What's the criteria for being a good immigrant? Now, I can sit here and say we shouldn't let everybody into our country because maybe they don't add value to our country. So why the hell would we bring them in? But I don't think that's our public stance. I think our public stance is we are the land of opportunity. So when people come here looking for an opportunity, we should let them in if they're good people. Well, what are good people? 
I told you good and bad is subjective. Like it's it's about your circumstances. So what do we do? I don't know, but I just think this immigration issue is freaking insanity because we we pick and choose what's okay and we don't really care about. You know, I don't want to make it a race issue today. I don't. I truthfully don't, but because people say, well, they're letting the brown people in. Well, they're not the black people. I mean, has anybody been treated worse than the black people in America? I don't think so. Hell, I, 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 I lift every voice and sing. I, well, I'm trying to. I'm trying to lift my voice and sing, but I ain't hearing her. Earth or heaven ring. Shall I ring with the harmonies of liberty? And I, I can't rejoice. I can't let that rejoice and rise high to listening skies because, I mean, it, my, it ain't sound like the rolling seas. You know, sing a song. What am I sing a song for when I see the Haitians getting beat? You know, like, what's the criteria for a qualified immigrant? Who can seek asylum here in this country? I mean, I read that they're going to allow... They're allowing thousands of those Haitians to seek asylum here. Thank God. But like what what qualifies a good immigrant? And if we're going to have open, uh, I mean, if we're going to allow immigrants in, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I just think this immigration thing is so sticky. If you're just like, yeah, no, bro, all America, nobody's welcome here. Don't come. I'd be like, OK, that's our stance. But that's not been our stance because what we do, what we have done is we've exploited the hell out of immigrants. We've worked them to, to, to death and we've paid them pennies as a country. Yeah, we've done that. And then we've picked and chose who we allowed to be citizens. And I mean, if we're going to sit and act like we are trying to actively stop people from coming to this country illegally, I would just disagree. There's too many ways to get over here. So. All I'm asking for is fairness and consistency. If you want to to shield one group of people from mistreatment in their home country, make sure you do that same to other people who are seeking mistreatment from their own country. Because if this is the land of opportunity, if this is supposed to be the land of milk and honey, if this is supposed to be America, America, God shed his grace on the, if we're going, if we're asking for God's grace, we better give our grace to those who want to come here. Those who need to come here to escape the hellacious lifestyle in their other countries. We 